This episode of Call to Marriage is a special fan-picked episode. I asked you on Instagram what you wanted to see, and you guys unanimously gave me back husband Q&A. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences that I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Call to Marriage. My name is Callie. We are in this Depend Who series, but we're taking a quick break from that to do a fan-picked episode, Husband Q&A. So I have my husband with me. You can say hello. Hello, everybody. (laughs) And so I asked you guys on Instagram to send me questions for him to answer. They could have been anything from military-specific questions to relationship questions, and he has to answer them all. So we're just going to jump right into it. How are you feeling? I feel a lot of pressure now that I have to answer them all. <laughs> that was a pretty brutal. I thought we were just going to ask some questions and I go about it, but all right. No, Got a little serious now. It's so serious. All right. We take husband Q&A so seriously. Where do we start? Okay. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to (laughs) do the military specific questions first. So if you are my straight, you know, thinking people and you're like, I don't want that mushy gushy stuff. This first part of the podcast will be for you. And for all my hopeless romantics, we will get to those relationship questions. Don't you worry. But question number one for you is what is the best way to support your service member when they're going through a deployment? Let them grow out a beard. No. (laughs) Um, well, that's a tricky question because everybody has their own experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, even I was on a rotational deployment into Europe, so not like combat deployment. I didn't see anything gruesome. Um, so everybody, some people just like wanted to be isolated. Some people wanted to call home a lot, um, different things. So just be accepting of whatever it is they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, communicate, but you have to understand you might not be able to communicate daily. I know some areas, Africa or the Middle East may have different restrictions. So mm-hmm. um, it's just being accepting, trying to communicate the best you can. And yeah, that's that's really the best advice. Every, every situation is different. You have to understand that you just have to be super flexible. Like our friends in the Navy, she, she asked me, she's like, how are you talking to uh, Callie so much? And I was like, I have a cell phone, duh. And she's like, oh, my husband didn't have anything. So they just... Yeah talked whenever he came into port and well, like was away for however long those boat people do it. I don't know. <laughs> those I, boat people. I have no idea how, how that happens and how you're stuck on a ship. So that's mind blowing for me. Um, but yeah, everybody's situation is a little bit different. So yeah. you just have to be super flexible and understanding. And I think us as, I guess, service members get a little overwhelmed and we don't always think about what you guys are going through back at home, um, spouses, family, um, even my parents are like asking a bunch of questions. So mm-hmm. um, we also have to do the same thing, although we might be stressed out from work and doing whatever it is we're doing overseas. Uh, we have to understand that people are a little stressed out um, living alone for the first time or being away, learning to cut the grass for the first time by yourself, <laughs> um, diff- different things. So, I mean, it's equal amount of work. I can't say that 
we have a lot of things. Um, however, those in the combat deployment might have a little bit more at-risk um, activities going on. So I would be especially um, concerned and consider it for them and not try to put too much on their plate. Yeah. I think sometimes we as spouses get into this headspace of like, I need to know what's going on. I need to know what you're doing. I need to know where you're at. Like, why? blah, 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 blah. And it just the, I think you said it well, is like just respecting the communication and understanding that sometimes you are going to have really hard days, really long days. I remember in the rotation there, you worked pretty much every single day. You didn't really get that much time off. And so there were some days where you were just burnt out and tired and me being cognizant of that and saying, okay, you know what, maybe he just needs some time to himself. Like he's probably, he's been talking to people all day. So he probably shouldn't like need to talk to me for an hour. We can just say, Hey, I love you, whatever. But being understanding and respectful of, of that, I think is good. And so I think that actually leads into our next question, which is, was deployment as hard, as hard on you as it was for me? And I think what this question is getting at is, you know, were you struggling with the separation or is this kind of, you know, a little bit more normalized for you? I mean, that all goes back to perspective, I guess. I mean, Mm -hmm. for you, it was your first time living truly by yourself. Um, Kind of, we've moved around twice now. So not close to family, not close to, you know, super tight friends from college or from growing up. So I know that was super difficult for you. Um, But the same side, it was also difficult for me, um, just yeah. working constantly and not not having that break or, you know, not going home. And so, I mean, stress is on every end. I can't say that mine was worse than yours. I like to think so, just to make me feel better. <laughs> but no, I, I, I don't know how to answer that question, um, to be completely honest. Um, I mean, if I had to, I would say my job is truly more difficult. Uh-huh. <laughs> But fitting for the series we're in, absolutely. Right? You can call me Dependa. Wow, um, not quite yet, but <laughs> we might get there at a certain point uh-huh. if we keep asking questions. Um, but no, I mean, it was, I think it's difficult on all ends, and it's you ask a lot from each other. And I know a few times I called you, it was like, Hey, can you help me out? I can't call anybody in America, I need this, and because uh, we use FaceTime audio as opposed to phone calls because phone mm-hmm. calls can get a little expensive, yeah. So a lot of businesses don't really use FaceTime audio too often. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but or WhatsApp or WhatsApp. (laughs) Yeah. So I highly recommend if you're a business getting a WhatsApp um, phone number just for us, I suppose, support your military. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was, there's definitely give and take a lot of give and take, especially on your end. I know we're a lot of focused on our jobs day in and day out, but you're focused on us. You're focused on your job, the house. So honestly, the right answer might be you guys at home where we have a, like one thing we have to do just 24 seven, you guys are doing five, six, seven things 24 seven. So honestly, yeah, I don't want to say it, but probably, probably (laughs) your job was a little bit more difficult. I think you, and I appreciate you saying that you didn't say it outright, but I appreciate you saying it, but also you give a, you gave a really good tip, which is if you are going into a deployment, um, getting, you know, utilizing things like FaceTime audio or WhatsApp audio. Cause I know some spouses have said, I'm worried about go overseas cause it's going to cost so much to call them or cost so much to talk to them. If you have access to Wi-Fi, you can utilize things like that for, you know, 
free calling and, and getting communication. I know at one point Wi-Fi was spotty for you, so you bought a puck to get better Wi-Fi. And there are things that you can do to still keep in communication, make it a little bit easier, make it a little bit more. Yeah, for I mean the entire duration of deployment, I paid for Google Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, found out it's kind of expensive. It was like sixty or seventy dollars a month just for my phone. Um, don't know if I would do that again, but it was like constant service and internet mm-hmm. and phone and all that fun stuff that you kind of expect. You pay a little bit more, but you keep your number and you just keep, um, I guess that reliability. A lot of people bought local SIM cards, put them in their phone. It was much cheaper. Um, and then, yeah, the Wi-Fi puck helped a ton. I was doing different classes and homework and stuff. While I was over there. So the Wi-Fi puck, um, became a necessity. Um, especially out in the field in the tent and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi was pretty necessary um, for trying to do homework in the middle of the night. So there, there are different routes. I know T-Mobile is a big one. I personally, you know, not the greatest fan of T-Mobile, just from my um, U.S. ventures here. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people really love it, and they continue to use it. So there, there are different options that people can use to stay in touch. Um, a few, a few people didn't have any cell service and just maintained Wi-Fi, you know, got a puck, got a SIM card with just internet on it and different things. There are, there are a variety of options, but definitely um, people can fit which one matches their lifestyle best. Yeah. And say whatever matches your family situation and your needs for us, it was important for him to have access to one communication, but also internet and a strong internet connection. I don't want to really bash any of your followers out there, but like if you have an Android switch to an iPhone, it's just much better. <laughs> um, again, FaceTime audio, FaceTime in general, really helpful. It was and very helpful. You don't get yeah. green text messages. So. <laughs> We're not sponsored by Apple. We're not sponsored at all. <laughs> just to let everybody know. <laughs> not sponsored at all. Just a very strong personal opinion. <laughs> so staying on the topic of deployment, this will be our last military question before we get into the gushy marriage questions, but I sent you a lot of care packages when you're deployed. I think I tried to send you at least one, one a month, but what are some, you know, must haves when either you're packing your deployment or when you need, need care packages sent to you? What are, what are essentials that you must have Um, or that were helpful to have? I mean, the essentials is there's normally a packing list. Sometimes there's not, hopefully there is, um, you get that packing list and you, not everybody's going to follow the packing list completely understand. I'm sure I didn't bring everything per se, and other people didn't either. Um, but just understand the weather. You're going to be there for nine months, you know, three months, however long it is. Understand the weather you're going to be there for. I was fortunate enough to be in Europe during the middle of winter and Christmas and all that fun stuff. So it got really freaking cold. And I am not a big fan of the cold. <laughs> so, um, you, you know, brought my like fuzzy blanket to sleep with and like jackets and we had some opportunities to wear like civilian clothes too. So I had to bring civilian jackets to fit like civilian winter clothes. So it was kind of a lot packed um, yeah. for that one deployment. And when so, you say civilian, he means like normal clothes, non-military yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah, not not a camo pattern, not like, hey, we're wearing like this uniform. It's like normal. I'm wearing a pair of jeans and like a raincoat or a fluffy coat to keep me warm or, or whatever it may be. And for that situation is I, I specifically asked don't send me Christmas gifts mm-hmm. I don't know how I would fit it back like we only have so many bags and duffel bags that we can bring stuff back in so I was like please do not send me Christmas gifts and thankfully um they did not they sent me cards which is truly touching um it's always nice to get a card 
Um, even on Veterans Day, like little kids that I don't even know, I kept their, I still have their cards actually yeah. packed away. Um, they drew me some like soldier, American good flags. for you. Yeah. Support our soldier stuff. That's cute. That, I mean, it's truly just touching, like just small things like that to show you're thinking of them is, is really, um, goes a long way. Uh, other than that, every now and then I would like, I would run out of socks and I would ask like, Hey, I can't get socks here. Or Amazon doesn't deliver these socks. I normally wear, can you please send me some or some comfort items? Um, one of my roommates is also from Kentucky and there's this drink called ale eight. It's mm. kind of like, uh, it's like ginger ale, kind of like, like a ginger, ginger ale, ginger yeah, ale. ginger ale, but like more carbonated. It's really good. Um, it's tasty. super tasty, but he actually talked to the ale eight company and they sent him a case of mm. ale eights over there. And it's just something more heartwarming made you feel at home. I know I asked her for a lot of baked goods, like her cookies and stuff. She makes from scratch different snacks that I missed that, I mean, it, it reminds you at home, it gives you a little taste, and that's really about it because I had a lot of the essentials already there. It's just that feeling of missing home. So, you know, cards, snacks, mm-hmm. whatever really gets your, like, service member that comfort. little home feeling and comfort while they're away, um, it can go a long way. Yeah, I know my parents sent you a care package of just Cheez-Its, yeah, literally Cheez-Its. A, a box full of Cheez-Its, and I think some, like, granola bars or something, but... Is because, you know, you were having to go to the DFAC and sometimes like your hours would be really long and you'd be hungry and you wouldn't have any food. And so we we stocked you up with snacks. Yeah. I sent so many care packages with snacks. We're doing now. a lot of brain brand naming right now. We are not sponsored at all oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> just to throw out there. We just really enjoy certain products, I, I suppose. Don't hate me, but Cheez Its are amazing. She likes goldfish myself, but like Cheez Its <laughs> There's things you could easily snack on that were going to kind of keep you full a little bit or, or give you something to crave it, but also home items. I know for your birthday, I reached out to all your friends and I said, hey, if you can just send me a card, I want to send you like birthday cards. That way you feel remembered. And like you said, the Veterans Day, things like that. It A card and just some like little comfort item or memorabilia from home, like just goes, I think, such a long way just for you to feel remembered and thought of because it's, it's hard when you're separated, especially over the hall, especially over the holidays. Like Christmas, I think was really a lot harder than we thought it was going to be just because I think it was your first, like it was our first married Christmas and we couldn't spend it and just making sure that you felt remembered and appreciated. Yeah. Basically, I guess what we're getting from this is don't overthink it. Like Mm -hmm. small, simple things. Um, I think she sent me a picture of our dogs one time, just Mm -hmm. like, two pictures of our dogs and like some snacks and just simple things where it's like, wow, I really, my dog's doubled in size since I left or mm-hmm. whatever happened or wow, he's a really silly dog. I can't believe he hasn't done anything crazy. Big, I, don't know. I think big takeaway too is send things that aren't going to take space on the way back. Like you, I never sent you something that you either like wouldn't eat and finish or wasn't going to be able to like fit snugly in your, like not take up space. Like cars don't take up space, pictures don't take up space. Yeah, I made the mistake of sharing cookies a few times and then everybody (laughs) kept coming to me asking when I would get more. So that, that was a mistake. Don't necessarily, don't share your food. (laughs) Don't share Don't share. Yeah. Like if you really love something, don't share with other people (laughs) because then they just want more and more and more and it's a very limited supply. Um. But yeah, yeah people coming up to me at the ball talking yeah. about the guys like he shared his cookies. Yeah, I made that mistake. I was like, yeah, sure, I love these cookies. You guys have some, and they kept coming back. It was awful, <laughs> like vultures. Um, but just don't send stuff that's going to take up. Yeah, 
My voice just food, food items. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you had to send some essential clothes or something you forgot, then sure. I mean, go for it. Do the um, the vacuum silk bags. It mm-hmm. helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, different things like that. Pictures and stuff. I can just throw in a pocket or my backpack. It was mm-hmm. no big deal. Yeah, for sure. So now I think we're going to get into more like marriage type questions. And so let's just start it off with how do you make time for family when life gets crazy? I think a lot of times in the military, one, things change really fast, but also two, you're working long days or you have field exercises or deployments or rotations or what have you, having to go to schools and where you're gone all day. So how how do you make time for family? How do we make time for family when life gets crazy? That's a great question. It's um, a great question. Y'all well, sent some really good questions, by the way. I'm very proud of my <laughs> my followers. These on top really of good. it, really difficult questions. <laughs> they need to know. They want to know. To make time for family is always a struggle. Yeah. Um, especially with schools, all those things you named, um, they're all like unique challenges. Mm-hmm. So I could say just, again, you have to be very flexible. Yeah. There's There's no real answer to this question. If you really want the family you're going to try to make time for it. I know that there have been instances where I've been unable to, and there's, I mean, there's excuses out there, I I suppose. Like you try your best and you're not always able to make time for family. Sometimes I'm working, um, gone for a month, whatever it may be. And you just have to, again, communicate. Communicate's a big deal, I guess. I keep coming back to this word, but just communicate. I sent her a text like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm going to be at work for the next, you know, 12 hours or, Hey, I just got out of the field. I'm on my way home for the past two weeks. I don't know what it is, what the mm-hmm. situation is, but I kind of try to set expectations. Yeah. And that's, that's worked okay with me. I don't, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong with it, that. It helps to have the expectations. Cause then I think I'm not like, Oh, he's like missing blah, blah, blah. Or like, Oh, we're not doing blah, blah. Like we have the expectation of, Hey, it's going to get hectic this next month. I'm going to have very limited time, but like yeah. when I'm done with it, we're, let's go on a date night or let's watch a movie or let's do these things. I know when you were deployed and life was crazy, we both got um, Uno on our phones and we would play Uno together when we had, when you had downtime, which wasn't like, often. It was but... like a 30 to 45 second game. Yeah. Just so I could, we could, I could walk outside when people are taking like smoke breaks and I would just get on my phone with the Wi-Fi and play Uno real quick and then, and then go back yeah. to work. Um, it was it was something, yeah. It um, sounds silly, but it was about that. it was just something that we could do that was technically together, even though we were not together. And his schedule was so crazy. But I think too, like, you know, even when we do date nights, like sometimes we're exhausted, and it's like, hey, let's just stream a movie. Let's go, like, just watch a movie on the couch. Let's eat in or order pizza. Or, like doing little things and making making the time when we have the time. Yeah, um, that. Is all very true. Um, setting the expectations to do that is mm-hmm. a huge part. Just going back to that, it's hey, I'm going to be in the field for the next month. Like, just to let you know, um, I may or may not be able to use my cell phone. Depends on how the roles go. So it's like whenever I get a chance, I'll text you. It's like hey, I'm doing okay, or hey, I love you, or this or that. Um, it kind of did that. Um, yeah. When I go to schools, whichever school it may be, like if you're allowed to have your phone or you're in the barracks or you're kind of isolated or even if you come home every day, it's kind of setting the expectations. Like, hey, I have to wake up at two in the morning, I have to do this 12-mile ruck, I'll be back at like 
one because uh you know it's cooler in the morning or whatever yeah. it is it's just just crazy stuff where you, you get used to the schedule it just it just happens and that way they know it's like oh my gosh this guy's waking up at midnight why yeah or he hasn't talked to me in a week what's going on it's like mm -hmm. sorry they took my phone like I try to send her a text when they say, hey, put your phones away. I'd be like, hey, you take my phone. I'll text you whenever I can. It might be a week or two. Yeah. And um, that's worked pretty well. It does create stress and anxiety on both ends, but you just have to over adapt. I'm not going to say you get used to it because I don't think that's don't, really ever yeah. the case. But yeah, you just, you just do the best you can. And you have to realize that it will like eventually end. Mm -hmm. um, you'll get your phone back or you'll be home. Even if your phone breaks, like you'll get home. Um, yeah. Just letting your partner know what's going on helps a lot with the making time thing. Because again, like you don't want to set yourself up for failure. Meaning like you can totally think, oh, tonight I'm going to make this dinner and we're going to do this and we're going to have this time together. And your spouse can be like, I have to work late now. And then that whole plan yeah. is shattered. So it's having the expectation that one, you need to be flexible, but also two, like just your partner communicating what's going on in their world helps with kind of making figuring out when you can make the time and there's different challenges yeah. again back to the deployment like if you're on a deployment it could be just completely different time zone so mm -hmm. when you're going to bed it's like lunchtime for them or whatever and then here same time zone but maybe you're working nights and they're working days and it's, it's just super weird so you're home at the same time ships passing in the night but yeah you're just you're sleeping and they're awake and it's just super weird so you kind of you find that middle ground. Um, I think my night was your lunchtime. Yeah. And just about, yeah. I would like spend, I would call her during lunchtime, like right before I went to bed and we talk for 30, 45 minutes yeah. every couple of days or so and just kind of do that. So we made, we made time there. It's like, all right, this is your lunch. This is, you know, we right, figured out right when about the to time. Do it. Yeah, yeah. You kind of find the best opportunity. And even if it is an hour, 15, 20 minutes, like whatever it is, you kind of make the most of it. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, they did that. Um, we never did it, but the co-streaming movie yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Where you could both log into the movie and it'd be in the exact same place. So like, it's almost like you're FaceTiming them, but you're watching the movie at the same time. So you're watching the movie together, but like virtually. Yeah. COVID, as bad as it may be, kind of opened a lot of doors for entertainment. So I think like HBO and Netflix and stuff kind of Disney, adapt yeah. pretty well. Um for being isolated and things like this so it, it i mean it helped globally it was an awful thing don't get me wrong the pandemic was bad yeah. but <laughs> very bad but some of the th technology yeah. Yeah, yeah created for the masses helps specifically for military life so that that was um a lot of cool things came from that and people really enjoyed that yeah. from what i could tell so next question, which I think this is going to be hard for you to answer just because I don't think you're going to know how to answer it, but was when did you know she was the one? When did you know I was the one oh. you were going to marry? Sometimes like, wow. you got to pick your poison. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, no, I don't. That That is really difficult because it was one of those things where we met and we weren't sure because I was moving to Germany and she was still in college for I think we both thought it was going to be like a summer. Flight. Yeah, we weren't we weren't sure where it was going to go. And I was truly adamant. I'm sorry for all of you. Truly adamant about meeting someone and marrying them, you know, a week later. Yeah, um, I think so. I was also that way. I was like, no. Yeah, I'm very skeptical. I like to be very sure. I'm very mm -hmm. logical decision making. Yeah, take your time. Yeah, I'm very 
paranoid, I suppose, about making the wrong decision. So like when I go through test even or multiple choice, I go back over and over and over and it just drives me crazy because, you know, sometimes it's just right. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, moved to Germany and every day it just got a little bit stronger. Um, our relationship that is. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of kept going for a while. I mean, we hit bumps. It was long distance. It wasn't fun or easy. Um but yeah, I just got a little bit more and more each day. We learned a little bit more and more about each other each day. And she is as crazy as I originally thought because <laughs> she did marry me. Um, but no, I was thinking about it for a long time. Um, what we were dating for two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it. I started asking like different questions, just kind of like poking my nose in there and seeing like, you know, rings and kind of thing she would like for the moment. Um, but overall, like I realized that it's my moment too. I've never been more scared in my life. And I made a lot of input without directly asking her. Um, one of my firm beliefs was it has to be a surprise. I like, if she knew about it and wasn't surprised, I would have put the ring back and we would have walked away <laughs> and I would have picked another day time. I, I might even change the rings out. I don't know. Like surprises are big, I just always imagined that as being a surprise. So that was like my one rule is no matter what happens, she could not see it coming. Um, what so, made you think that? Like, what was the moment where you were like, oh, I'm, I need, I want to marry this girl. Like, I don't, what, do you remember what moment it was? I, I don't. Um, Cause I can't say it's like one specific moment. Um, again, it just built up. I know over in Germany, I was looking for rings. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a lot of different rings. Um, I was kind of skeptical about German jewelry. Maybe it's just a language barrier or me not being as knowledgeable, Mm -hmm. but going to local German stores like, I just don't know how realistic this is or how like real this is because some of the shops there are kind of sketchy anyways, street markets and stuff. Yeah, And you weren't like going this, like you got some input from. Yeah, I was, I was talking to different women I worked Mm -hmm. with, different, different friends. Um, And then obviously I did find the ring. Um, I found it in America though, Um, just closer to home, a jewelry store I've grown up around and kind of just I guess known my entire life never bought anything obviously but Mm -hmm. I mean yeah found one it looked very flowery looked very much like something she would love and I chose it there was no one moment Um, I will say I took my little brother to go to the jewelry store and was like hey let's look at this don't tell anyone and I just want I just kind of want your opinion and this and that and I walked out that day with a with an engagement ring, I was planning to buy six, seven, eight months down the road. So I, there's no one day that did it. It just kind of built up. And at the end of the day, I realized that I'm not going to change my mind. This is who I want to be with. So why not get married? Why, why be scared of, you know, the commitment or the military stigma? And because there's a lot of negativity about moving all the time that we yeah. have to deal with. And she'd already proved that she could handle that and handle it very well, by the way. (laughs) And that was something I've always been looking for and everything else. It was just, I mean, it was just perfect. So people feel differently. My roommate in college got married um, less than a year after meeting his wife. So they met, you know, he, he proposed six, seven, eight months later. And then they got married like right before their one year anniversary of meeting. And then they had a kid a year later and 
heck, it's been five, five, six years now. And to my knowledge, they're still as happily in love as they were before. So, I mean, everybody has different paths. Um, Some people take super long. Some people are very quick about it. Your parents, not in the military at all, but got engaged, what, like a month, month after meeting or something? Yeah. And got married. (laughs) They're going on like 30 years. And they're going on 30 years. So there's, there's no like plan to follow. It's, you got to follow like what you feel, what you believe in. And then you have to make, make the effort to make it work. Yeah. And I think too, and the, we were both so slow in it is that we were both developing our careers and both, I was still in college when we met, I was finishing out school and doing all those things. So we really made an effort to make sure that we just took it slow. We wanted to know. I think a lot of times, you know, military marriages are pretty fast, but we, we took our time and I'm, I'm grateful we did because we learned a lot in those, in those years. I mean, looking back learning. on it now, I would have loved for you to live in Germany with me. Oh, a thousand percent. I wish yeah. we would have just done that. Would have been, that would have been great, <laughs> but I mean, we're in a good, Hindsight we're in a good spot. Yeah. So it didn't make too much of a difference. I'm grateful for the time that we spent like developing our relationship yeah. and like learning each other. But hindsight, a thousand percent would have married you in like a month to be able to like move with you. And like, that's what we what call we someone now. moving <laughs> for benefits. Yeah. Not sticking to the stigma at all. No, no, no let's not do that. Totally just trying yeah. to marry you to get to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You fell right to that one. I did. I totally, you, you baited it and I just took it. And I was like, wow, that's a shiny little lure right there. Yeah. Real Europe, in. ladies and gentlemen, any soldiers <laughs> listening, bribe them with a house in Europe. Yep. Totally. Totally would have done it. But I, that, cause you already answered like how you like came up with the plan and you've done all those things. But I, that covers all of the questions that were asked. Um, that I could fit in an episode. So I am so grateful for each and every one of you listening. If you're new, welcome. Please subscribe, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on at call to marriage at Instagram and TikTok and send me an email at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. And I will talk to you all again later. Most importantly, comment on how amazing our husband is during these episodes. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.